There's an old New Yorker cartoon that I've always loved. We see a picture of a man standing in front of two doors, and he's trying to decide which one to enter. Above the first door is a sign marked heaven. Above the second, a sign that reads books about heaven. So often in life, I think we know the answer. We know what we're supposed to do, but that means action, which often means change. And as we all know, change is hard, especially when you feel like you're in over your head, as is often the case, I think, when it comes to a subject like marketing. You think, well, if I understood this just a bit better, if I, uh, if I maybe read one more book on the subject, if I listened to one more podcast... But I'm going to make the case that taking action is much simpler than you think. In fact, on this podcast, each episode ends with a simple assignment. Nothing scary, just a straightforward, actionable task you can do right away to start moving the needle on your business. To begin, though, since this is a podcast about marketing, I think we should agree on a definition for marketing. Because I found that if you ask 10 different people, you get 10 different definitions, which uh, I'm thinking is where most of the confusion comes from. So, um... Apologies ahead of time, but today, yes, I'm going to be the one offering up definition number 11. I'm hoping, though, that this is the one that sticks. I like my definition because it's simple and easy to remember. So yes, today, we are going to agree on a definition for marketing. Stick around. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who can see when shown, and those who will never see. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for everyone in the middle. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Chip Close, and this is the very first episode of Restaurant Strategy. I live here in New York City, where I've spent the last 16 years balancing two different careers, one in the arts and the other working in restaurants. And like a lot of people out there in the beginning, hospitality was really just a means to an end. It was it was a way for me to pay my bills. Uh, but after a while, um, it did become a bit of a career for me. Um, I realized that there were things I really liked about the industry. Um, and in fact, uh, the more I learned about marketing, the more invested I became. Um, pretty soon I started looking for problems that needed solutions. And uh, and then eventually as, as social media began pushing things into all new directions, uh, I realized that my creative skill set had become quite valuable. Uh, So now I run my own agency uh, here in the city called Chip Close Creative, where I work with a variety of restaurant owners and chefs to help them in three key areas. Number one, to establish a cohesive marketing strategy for their restaurants. Number two, to help fortify their all-important online presence. And number three, ultimately, yes, to help them grow their business. I've worked with James Beard Award winners and Michelin-starred chefs. I've done fine dining uh, to QSR and just about everything in between. I know what I'm talking about, and I promise I'm going to make this as painless as possible, and that's because I know you have limited time out there. So the goal of this podcast is not to make you feel stupid, but rather just to get you thinking about your business in new ways. Yes, it's about boosting sales and cutting expenses, but also it's about making more efficient use of your limited marketing resources. Uh, And of course, ultimately, all of that is to help make a difference in your bottom line. So please know that there are plenty of people out there who wouldn't bother uh, tuning into this. They wouldn't listen to uh, a marketing podcast, but but you have. You're here, uh, which is a great first step, and I'm thrilled to have you. I first got the idea for this podcast about six months ago when I started noticing a pattern with my new clients. So every time I bring on a new client, I sit down and I just, I try to ask them a series of questions um, just to help bring me up to speed. Um, More often than not, what I was finding is that no one could really answer my questions, at least not confidently. In fact, it became obvious that no one had ever even really thought about my questions before. And um, this was just the 
the beginning of our collaboration. So those early meetings are really just a way uh, for me to understand, you know, who they are, where they've been, and um, ultimately how I can help get them where they're looking to go. Um, but I guess what I was finding is that most people don't know how to think about or talk about marketing. Um, not really, at least, um, which is on the one hand shocking and on the other hand, I guess, understandable. Um, shocking because I believe marketing is the key to success for any business, um, but understandable uh, because I guess somehow marketing has become one of the most misunderstood subjects in all of business. Um, these days, in fact, it's like no one really knows what marketing is, or rather, everyone thinks they know what marketing is. So, like I promised at the top, before we go any further, today, right here, right now, we're going to agree on a definition. What is marketing? I want you to forget everything you've read, everything you've heard. It just comes down to three questions. What's your product? Who's it for? And how can you reach them? So, we're going to forget about social media and e-blasts. We're going to forget about PPC tactics and SEO and content strategy. We're going to forget about menu design and pricing, staffing, POS systems, all of it. Forget everything. And let's just focus in on answering those three simple questions. Because guess what? Answering them clearly and honestly is not as easy as it seems. It will take a great deal of focus. And if you do it, I promise it's going to change everything in your business. Let me show you what I mean. So you can apply this lesson to any sort of product, but since this is a restaurant podcast, let's focus in on restaurants. So question number one, what's the product? So it's a restaurant, right? You sell food and beverages. Okay, kind of. Um, let's get more specific. Is it a nice restaurant? Fine dining? Is it expensive? Is it 11 Madison Park in New York City? Or is it a fast casual place, quick service, something like a Five Guys Burgers? Notice they both serve food and drink but they're selling very different products, very different experiences. So now we're getting a little bit closer. We're identifying the exact kind of product we have, the exact kind of experience you're looking to provide. Specificity is crucial, not just for this, but also for question two. So question number two, who is it for? Please do not say everyone. It is not for everyone. You may want everyone to come to your restaurant, but it's not for everyone. So get really clear about who it is for. And by the way, even more helpful is to figure out who it is not for. So using our example of 11 Madison Park, it's a fancy three Michelin star restaurant in the heart of Manhattan. Dinner begins at $300 a person, and it usually takes about three plus hours to finish. So in order to purchase this product, you have to number one, have the money to spare, and number two, have the time. So immediately we're starting to zero in on a target audience, people who like to dine out, people who can afford to pay for experiences like this. And remember what I said, uh, it's gonna be even more crucial to identify who this was not for. So let's be honest, 80% of the people in this country can't afford a meal at 11 Madison Park. And of the people who can, so of that 20%, I bet a large percentage of them don't wanna spend their money on a meal at 11 Madison Park. So we're already identified a huge part of the population um, that will never buy your product. Great, you don't have to waste your time trying to convince them. You don't have to waste your money trying to convince them. For now, you can just focus in on the target audience. So by identifying who it's not for, we have started painting a picture of who it is for. So perhaps it's for people looking to have a celebratory dinner or adventurous diners who like eating in the very best restaurants in the world, um, people who place particular value in collecting unique experiences. Only by knowing what the product is and who it's for will we start to be able to figure out ways to reach them. So switching gears, let's go back to the other example, dinner at Five Guys. Um, it's not a particularly unique experience. There are hundreds 
of locations around the country, as opposed to there being only one 11 Madison Park. So it's probably not a celebratory dinner. I mean, maybe for some people, but probably not. It's delicious, sure, but fast and relatively cheap without all the steps of service and the, and the pomp and circumstance that you find at a restaurant like 11 Madison Park. So we're probably targeting a different demographic, a, you know, a different group, um, maybe families, because you can feed a whole bunch of people for a relatively small amount of money. Um, it's fast for people on the go. We're... Um, uh, we're going to think about that when we decide to, to price the meal at each of these two restaurants. We're going to think of that when we um, decide how to decorate, the look and the feel of the menu, the staff we hire, how we train them, the expectations we lay out for them. Um, we will consider the who when we find a place to plop our next Five Guys burger. Uh, we want quick access, easy in, easy out, perhaps in near schools or public transportation, near a shopping center or a ball field or a park. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because all of those things really should go under the third question, which is... How can you reach them? So these are the specific tactics and strategies you employ to reach your target audience. So the thing is, most people do this whole thing backwards. You have to figure out the what and the who before you figure out how to reach them. The thing is, your product and your audience shouldn't really ever change, right? But the ways you reach them will change all the time. Let's put this exercise together for both of these two brands and remember those three questions. So very simple, very clean. 11 Madison Park, what's the product? 11 Madison Park is one of the world's most celebrated restaurants. It's a sleek, modern environment where a 12-course tasting menu changes nightly. Dinner is very expensive, and reservations at one of the 20 tables are highly sought after. Who is it for? Diners willing to spend upwards of $500 per person on a meal that often lasts more than three hours. So we're looking at world travelers, foodies, and people who place great value on collecting unique experiences. And how do you reach them? We reach them by communicating luxury and promising an extraordinary once-in-a-lifetime experience. The location, decor, staff, music, and menu all converge to communicate something about the experience. Outside marketing Efforts like uh, like web design or social media, emails, strategic partnerships, and brand recognition, uh, along with targeted press, all help them reach new audiences and fortify their standing as one of the best restaurants in the world. It is about communicating luxury. Five Guys Burgers is the opposite. What is the product? This is an approachable American food concept that reinvents the burger and shake joints of the 1950s. Who is it for? Diners looking for a quick bite of delicious food. Great for people on the go and big families, not necessarily for health nuts or dieters, but for people who like a straightforward American meal. And how do you reach them? Well, the bright lights and simple decor, the little red accents and the checkered patterns, the menus above the register, they all communicate a lot to the prospective diners. Casual service, low prices also help tell the story. You're going to find these restaurants in well-trafficked areas like shopping centers and busy intersections, um, mostly in suburban areas, and then some well-placed urban locations. So pretty simple, right? Clean, clear, and straightforward. And I believe this exercise is the only way to start building a brand. It's the only way to start devising a cohesive marketing strategy for your restaurant. In fact, this exercise is one of the first things I do with any new client when I first bring them on. Um, and just so you know, I usually get one of three reactions. So tell me which camp you're in. Uh, camp number one, they look at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. Camp number two, they look at me like I'm an idiot for asking such simple questions. Or then there's camp number three, who look at me like I'm a genius who just solved all their problems, which is nice and, and certainly gratifying, but um, as an aside, um, it, 
I'm not. I'm not the genius. Um, I'm, I'm not inventing any of this stuff. I'm just presenting it, articulating it in a way that, that they hadn't heard before, in a way that, that perhaps resonates. Um, the best part, though, is that when they all see the light bulb go off, right? That's the one thing they all have in common, that light bulb moment. The split second when they realize what I'm talking about, they see what they've been doing wrong, and they understand that what I'm saying is going to help them. That's when they begin to trust me and when we can move forward. So whichever category you're in, know that you're not alone, but know that you've taken an important first step, um, first, even by listening to this podcast, okay? Please know that I want you to succeed, and I think it's closer than you think. But you have to know the answers to those three questions. You have to know what it is you're selling. You have to know who needs what you're selling. And then, of course, the key of marketing, the thing we spend all the time talking about. Number three, how do you reach them? We have to devise new ways to reach them. And remember, it's changing all the time. Like 25 years ago, it was with a, you did it with a TV commercial and an ad in the Yellow Pages. But look how much has changed since then. No one has a phone book anymore. Um, no one, uh, what's the point when we all have Google? And why would you put an ad on TV when most viewers record all their shows on DVR so they can fast forward through the commercials? Now, I think we'd agree that it's all about social media and, and SEO and, and Google and PPC and content strategy, right? So the tactics change, but the who and the what won't. Unless, of course, you change the entire concept of your restaurant, which you might, but then it's a whole new restaurant anyway, and you've got to go back to the beginning and do this exercise again. So like I promised at the beginning, each week I'm going to give you an assignment, something you can do right away, something actionable to implement to make a difference. So this week you probably guessed it already. I want you to spend some time doing this exercise. It's going to take one sheet of paper and no more than about 30 minutes. Um, if you want, I've created a worksheet for the assignment. Uh, it's at chipclose.com freebie001. Uh, and it's just two pages. The first page is a completed version of the exercise that I did for 11 Madison Park and Five Guys. Um, that's if you find that helpful. The second sheet then is just a blank page for you to log your answers for your own restaurant. Um, and if that's helpful for you, by all means, go download the worksheet. Again, chipclose.com freebie001. Um, as we move forward, please note this is not going to be some long, drawn-out podcast. Each episode is going to be between 20 and 30 minutes. It's really just meant to be something you can listen to on your commute, something you can think about as you begin your day. In the coming weeks, we're going to talk about uh, different concepts like um, like a customer journey map and how it differs for restaurants and retail. Um, and by the way, if you don't know what a journey map is, you're not alone, but it is an important concept that will change how you look at the process of attracting new diners. Um, we're also going to look at the, uh, the five pillars of content strategy, of, of marketing strategy. We're going to take a look at the uh, the digital marketing toolkit. We're going to dig into Facebook ads and content strategy, email marketing, and, and search engine optimization. If these are words you don't know, keep tuning in. I promise all will be explained. If these are words you already know, tune in anyway. I bet you'll learn something new. Um, eventually, uh, I want to start talking about hospitality in general and where food culture is right now in America. I think we should discuss the trends um, like at-home delivery meal kits and how they're affecting restaurant business. I want to talk about online grocery delivery systems like, like Fresh Direct here in New York or Amazon Fresh nationally. I want to talk about how those are affecting business and, and how, we can, um, how we can work around that. Um, I, I want to talk about what we can do to get people dining out again. Um, labor costs are going up, and so the cost of product goes up, which makes restaurants more expensive. Um, so I want to talk about how we justify that with the, di uh, with the diner. Uh, we're at a crucial point in history where, um, where people are really passionate about food and really knowledgeable about food, and yet we're starting to see for the first time in about 20 years um, that, uh, that dining out is just starting to trend down. Um, 
so I want to I want to talk about that too. I think we should be prepared for what's coming. Uh, before I go, I'm going to leave you with uh, with one more suggestion. In fact, every episode uh, I'm going to feature something called continuing education. It's going to be a book, a podcast, a TV show, whatever. Uh, and sometimes it'll be directly related to the topic we're discussing, but not always. Maybe it's just something I've read and want to share with my listener uh, with my listeners, or uh, it's a classic that's uh, that's worth discussing, worth dusting off again. Um, and yes, I'm aware that at the very beginning I made a joke uh, talking about the New Yorker cartoon. Uh, about which door to go in, heaven or books about heaven. Um, But I think it's important, especially in marketing, to always be learning. Um, It's just that the learning shouldn't ever replace the doing. So make sure we're keeping things actionable. Uh, So continuing education this week, uh, I'm going to recommend Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Uh, so Seth is a best-selling author, a brilliant public speaker, and a creator of an incredible online course called The Marketing Seminar. Uh, I'm an alumni of that seminar, and it quite literally changed my life. In time, I promise we'll talk about how to enroll once the next session opens up. But for now, this week, I'm pointing you toward uh, his book, Purple Cow. Uh, it's not a tactical how-to book, but rather a, a manifesto for big-picture thinking. Um, if you've never read any of his books, this is a great place to start, um, especially as, we, uh, as we're just starting this journey together. It'll be a great great foundation for you. Remember this week's assignment, answer those three questions as it pertains to your business. And I'll say, maybe you're listening to this thinking, I don't own a business. Fine. Do the assignment for the company you work for, or pick a restaurant you love and, and do the, and do the uh, exercise or pick a restaurant, you know, that's struggling and see if you can get clear for yourself uh, what it is they're trying to do or what they should be doing. Uh, sometimes that's a, it's a great uh, learning experience. Just doing the uh, exercise um, as a, as an observer. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you'll tune in again next week. Again, my name is Chip Close. This is Restaurant Strategy.